Rob, do you know what an emoji blitz is? Uh, I do not. It sounds like something your parents do when they first learn what emojis are. Uh, there's a lot of them in a row, huh? Uh, <laughs> actually, it's a lot of emojis in a row. Oh. In a match three row Ooh. made by the good people at Disney. <laughs> and the interesting thing about Emoji Blitz is that it is totally across Disney properties. Ooh, yeah, so you get uh, some weird mix and matches. Disney, you get the Pixar. <gasps> Ooh, it's, it's Star Wars, you can get Kylo Ren now. Ooh. And they're all like cute little emojis, right? Okay. You know, if I had to pick uh, my most favorite uh, Disney crossover, uh-huh. I don't know it would be the emoji that I spent 30,000 coins on last night to get in a blind box. Blind. The Kathy and the Jimmy character from Hocus Pocus. No! The witch from Hocus Pocus. Not even Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Jessica Parker. That's what I meant. And not Bette Midler. Ben Mid- not even Ben Midler. You could get those, but I didn't get those. <laughs> I got Kathy and Jimmy. Is that the worst character you've seen on Emoji Blitz so far? I already said Kylo Ren, right? <laughs> Can you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure. And this year, we need your help more than ever. Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world. We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference. It's time. Time for a thrilling story of romance, adventure, mystery anything with an expired copyright it's time for another interrupted tale hello and welcome back to the show that usually ends it's another episode of interrupted tales the podcast where my friend and i take turns reading stories to you the listener while the other person constantly interrupts as always, I am joined by my compatriot, my brother-in-arms, my not technically actually my brother, although he does have arms, <laughs> Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Good. The guns are also good, Alan. Yep. Ugh, let me, uh, I got to take this shirt off. It's too constricting for my arms. Well, glad we're not streaming live on Twitch. <laughs> Well, Rob, uh, I think we've got a story this week, a big surprise. <laughs> big surprise. Oh, we're deviating from the normal format and reading a story. Absolutely. We've got a story called The Last Throw mm-hmm. by Aloisio Azevedo. And um, I've done some intensive research yes. on the, the life story of 
Mr. Azevedo, um, uh, it is not a Wikipedia entry. And I know we get blasted all the time in this show for just going to Wikipedia and seeing yeah. if there's anything here. And I've done a 100% totally original research. Ooh. I'm going to tell you about it right now. Primary sources, Alan? Mm-hmm. This Absolutely. is hot stuff. Oh, this is good. Aloisio de Acevedo was born in the early 60s. Wow. <laughs> What's that? Uh, sorry. This is um, quite a bit earlier than um, the year 1960. So <laughs> we're talking uh, Civil War period, I, I guess. I, I don't think I've ever read anything that so casually said the 60s referring to the 1860s. Sure. <laughs> Early 60s in the Maranhense Desert in Brazil. He was one of a group of young intellectuals engaged in combating slavery, an institution which existed in Brazil until 1888. His first book, O Milano, produced when he was only 20, had the effect of Uncle Tom's Cabin on the tottering planter regime. Acevedo was not the stuff evangelist are made of, however. He mm. soon abandoned the ranks of the abolitionists, becoming a prominent figure in the Bohemian group at Rio de Janeiro. It was to produce most of what is worthwhile in Brazilian letters. Zola was his master, and most of his novels are pitiless studies of reality. It, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, sounds like barn burners. <laughs> I bet they sell really well at Rio airports. His best work, A Woman's Tear, not this one, not the story you're about to hear, <laughs> has its gentler moments. The, the part where the woman cries, I guess. Yeah, in yeah. his later years, he was his country's consular representative in Europe and Japan. He died in 1912. And that is my 100% original research. <laughs> Not in a bordered box directly above the text of this story, Rob. Thank you. Wow. Thank, Thank you. you for rolling your sleeves up and really doing the work. Now, what magazine did I just plagiarize from, Rob? <laughs> World Fiction Magazine. From the November 1922 issue. November 1922, World Fiction Magazine. Mm -hmm. About to enjoy the last throw. So put on your high white socks and <laughs> give a big wave and say goodbye to Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson? He won't be pitching again. <laughs> it's the last throw. Okay. While we read you this week's tale. <laughs> Ten Louis. Uh-oh. Listen, if any of them ask for permission to do anything while sitting on a couch, just leave the room. I don't know what Louis we're talking about. There's, there's, there's one whose career torpedoed in the last five years. Really? Louis Anderson? That's <laughs> terrible. He's doing great, actually. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. They were all he had left. These few coins were all that remained of a large and famous fortune that had been handed down a line of noble ancestors to him, the last of his family. Ten Louis. Uh, let me do the math on how much that's worth mm -hmm. nowadays. All right, hold on. Okay. Uh, let's carry the seven. Okay. All right. So it appears using my conversion app. To carry a seven? 
that uh, 10 Louis from 1922 okay. uh, equals in 2020 uh, roughly 73 lawsuits and a big spiraling career. I really don't think Louis Anderson's doing that badly, is he? <laughs> He's on baskets, but that's an FX show. That's pretty bad. You're right. <laughs> Dom Philippe juggled the glittering gold pieces in his hand as he walked slowly toward the spot where half an hour before he had abandoned the roulette. Say what you want about chain restaurants, Alan, but Dom mm -hmm. Philippi has amazing queso and pretty good chips. <laughs> Dom Philippi. Huh. Rob, I'm sorry. I do not go oh, to oh. Uh, Brazilian chain restaurants. I only go to the classic original Fogo de Cheo. <laughs> like real Brazilians. That's right. You go there and have a Foster's beer and yep. <laughs> eat some... Uh, Chi-Chi's salsa. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Only the authentic stuff. Leaning against the back of a still vacant chair, he glanced down at the green table with cold, indifferent eyes. The numbers were buried in the gold and silver of other players. He could not remember the name for those kinds of players. It rhymes with dinners. Mm -hmm. Linners. That's it. Linners. <laughs> he remained motionless for a long time and stared with unseeing eyes at the silver wheel. Boy, blood, sweat, and tears doesn't come in and start singing the spinning wheel, then I don't understand why um, copyright infringement happens. <laughs> his senses were concentrated on a single thought that burned in his brain. He must recover that squandered fortune, or at least a part of it. All right, so exactly how much of a part do you think he needs? Like, mm. above-ground pool in Orlando-adjacent money? <laughs> or have a guy who installs Japanese toilets wherever you travel money? Mm. I've got Orlando-adjacent pool money in my back pocket right now. <laughs> and it's covered totally with mosquito netting, and it has an adjacent hot tub. Ooh, I like it. It's okay. <laughs> it's better than not having a pool sometimes. Mm, the resale value is not great on it. <laughs> With 100,000 francs, a mere 100,000, he could save himself the disgrace of ruin. With 100,000 francs, he would hasten to Paris and pay his debts of honor. Ooh, but uh, first he has to find the waitress that he promised half his lottery winnings to. Wouldn't it be great if he had... A million francs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And could give a waitress a 500 franc tip and totally make her year and make up for the massive financial inequalities <laughs> yeah. between people who have that much money and the waitresses who serve them food. That's how it works, Alan. Then, under some pretext or other, possibly that of health, he would pretend a trip to Switzerland and sail for America with what money he had left. Ooh, but have you seen what they're charging for pretend trips to Switzerland on pretend Priceline? I'm so outraged. <laughs> pretend Priceline, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, it's a good site. You, instead of you putting in a price, they give you a price, and then you pick where you want to go. Maybe there's an alternative service I could use. That's such a bad, that's a bad joke. I don't even think I can say it. Um, <laughs> I think you need to now. Um, Buyyak.com. Have you, have you tried that before? 
<laughs> it's not the best travel site. I'm going to let you in on their secret, Rob. Yeah. There's only uh -huh. one method of transportation. <laughs> you know, what, and, and what is that method? <laughs> Low cost airfare, only on standby. It's terrible. <laughs> in America, fortunes were contagious. One discovered fabulous dowries. If he were finally obliged to work, he would work. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and rip off some rich American dame, Frenchie. And work it. Work it. <laughs> he did not know what work he would do. But the new world <laughs> swam before his credulous eyes in a golden haze. No definite plan or idea accompanied this hope. He believed in America as he believed in the cards or the roulette. That's right. They all offer a rare chance at winning, but will most likely end in tears and stealing ketchup packets from McDonald's. Right. Or stealing park places. If you get enough places, eventually they let you trade them in for a boardwalk, <laughs> I think. They have to legally, right? Legally, it has to work out somehow. It was a gambler's last hope. It was a blind leap in the dark. Would not America also be a green table piled high with California gold? It was the card flung in the last desperate play. He would go. Go west, young man. Mm -hmm. I mean, not too far west. There's an ocean there. And, and not too far east. The Irish and Italian I, hey, well, are really uh, taking all the jobs. Well, uh, That's all I'm saying. Uh, and you know what? You know what? How's Nebraska sound? It's uh, a little... Uh, no, no, no. Hear me uh -huh. out. The croissants are terrible. But there's a lot of, well, corn. I've heard that from the mascots of higher education institutions in Nebraska. Speaking of that, that would be a great job for this guy. Hey, that Cornhusker mascot, hey, he's got a pretty sweet Rob. That's right, he's rolling. He in can it. husk all he wants. <laughs> Always be husking. And afterwards, how fine it would be to return to Europe many times a millionaire and still young to revel unrestrained. Euro trip. It's not a good movie. No, it's really not. Michelle Trachtenberg is an actress <laughs> who got another job after Buffy, and I'm not sure why. I don't really have anything against her, but Euro trip <laughs> is not a good movie. What? What? While these air castles mounted higher and higher in his feverish imagination, the wheels spun swiftly and silently and heaps of gold and silver poured along the table before his distracted eyes. But if I should lose, he asked himself. Hey, 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 that doesn't sound like future American talk <laughs> to me. No losers allowed. If you're not first, you're last. Uh, honk if you're horny. I can't honk that much. That's illegal. <laughs> you can't do that every time. You can't. It really loses its power after a while. Yeah. He dared not imagine the situation that this question's answer would make inevitable. He felt that he had compromised his honor by the very thought. You know, this is exactly how you explain the career of Gerard Depardieu. Is that right? You, you just, av just avoid failure mm -hmm. and numerous government indictments by not ever imagining failure. It just works. Nevertheless, if he lost that miserable handful of coins, what remained for him but suicide? What remained for him in this world? if it were not ridicule and humiliation. Popeye's fried chicken is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, and trees. Trees are neat. Trees are neat. Mm-hmm. 
but they're not a Popeye's fried chicken sandwich. I oh, think no, we no, can no. agree. Yes, yes. We're not ranking here. Cause... I'd like to announce my new YouTube campaign, Plant a Million Popeye's Fried Chicken Sandwiches Ooh. on the Stoop in Front of My House. <laughs> For the environment. I'm going to go to GoFundMe right now. <laughs> I mean, it would be a pretty ripe environment, to be honest. <laughs> It'd be good for, you know, the afternoon. He saw himself penniless, creeping like a shadow through the dark streets. His head on his breast and his hands plunged into his pockets. Fleeing from the sight of everyone and conscious that his abject misery made him as abhorrent as though he had a contagious disease. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> Give yeah. this guy some money before he gets us all depressed. How <laughs> horrible for him. Yeah, it's, it's sad when you're the depressed guy at a casino. Mm. A cold sweat oozed over his skin, and he shivered. This is a really long spin, I just want to say. <laughs> This is where you're like, just hit the button. I don't, you might get a whammy, you might not, Doug, but you gotta hit the button. <laughs> a cold sweat oozed over his skin and he shivered. Cowardly means of salvation that stole into his distracted mind, recalling rich friends and questionable resources, were repelled instantly by his pride which still remained unbroken, although really pretty seriously considering that gigolo thing that I mentioned before. <laughs> hey, he said he might have to stoop to getting a job. There are worse things to stoop to. Mm. Fais vos messieurs, cried the banker. That is right. Let's all get our jowls ready for a fine un Okay, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've only got 17 more jokes with this accent. Okay, great. great. Yep. Who wants some snails? Oh, that's later. Sorry. Well, don't use up all your A material, Rob. <laughs> Let's go all retreat. Ah! Dom Philippe smiled a sad, resigned smile, as if in response to an inner voice that appealed to his courage. And after shaking the 10 gold pieces once more, he opened a delicate, useless hand, and with an air haughtier and more indifferent than ever, threw them on the red section, which was nearest him. I, I hope that's intentional. Here I am, down to my last ten gold pieces. Oh, oh, that black is so far. It's all the way across the table. <laughs> oh no, you're near that just, desperate. You just go put it on the comfort. red. Just, yeah. just put it on the red. Renevar Plus. Ooh, my second favorite Edith Piaf song. Okay, do you want me to ask or? Yeah. Is that a rhetorical joke? <laughs> you could ask. You could ask. All right, Rob, what's your favorite Edith Piaf song? Oh, I would say, okay, it's a good question. I would say either uh, Non Je Ne Regrets Yen um, or, or The Monster Mash. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little yeah. known fact, she did the original version. Edith Piaf, folks. Voice of the Sparrow. A vertigo threatened his feigned calm. The small ivory sphere sprang from the banker's dexterous fingers and whirled around the top of the bowl. The silence of death reigned in the room. Ah, oh, yes. Casinos are known for their silence and general restraint. Hey, hey, everybody shut up. <laughs> shut, shut it. 
shut it. Do you not see the ball going round? Meanwhile, the Noopa Loopa song's playing from the Willy Wonka slot machine <laughs> next to the table. Shit, somebody put that. There are three volume settings, okay? <laughs> Why do you need it on the top volume? You're right in front of it. Okay, someone's about to bet their light savings. <laughs> if on that throw, instead of red, black should come up, the wretched gambler reflected, any beggar in the streets would be richer than he. Unless they sell oranges on the side of the freeway. I hear those guys live like kings. The ball began to slacken its speed and hovered above the circle of numbers, ready to fall. The noble slid into a chair and rested his head in his rigid, bloodless hands. And all he heard in his ears was a light. <laughs> Keep going! Keep going! <laughs> oh, don't fall! Don't fall! Don't, don't fall off the cliff! <laughs> oh, he fell off the cliff, but I love it so much. Hey, it's just great to be here. <laughs> Do I still get to spin the showcase wheel? Uh, no. Oh. Well, we think you might have been cheating at the game where the, the man in leader hosen is mechanically <laughs> propelled upwards. <laughs> the ball dropped. Happy New Year! Woo! <laughs> oh, I didn't even make a resolution. Oh, okay. I think to gamble more. That's a good one. <laughs> Red. Red. You're not going to react to that, Rob. This is this, this story is 100% new to you. You didn't know how it would come out in the 50-50 toss. <laughs> Banco. It's red, Rob. Red? Yeah, it's red. Hallelujah? Not raining men, Rob. Oh, no. It's just a roulette wheel. Every time I see an exclamation point in a story, I, I think it's raining men. It's about to start. Don Philippe's 10 Louis became 20. He made not the slightest gesture, but awaited the next throw, apparently indifferent. If I don't move, maybe the ball will roll the exact same way. Mm -hmm. That's how science works. Right. Well, you know, that's the thing is like, you're praying for it to go on red, but the dealer's praying that he can go home soon. <laughs> so it's never going to make sense to God, Rob. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's never going to work out like that. The table was swept clean and covered again with glittering steaks. That's not how I like mine prepared, by the way. That's... <laughs> I know sous vide is all the rage, but the glitter basting at the end, not not to my taste. People ask me, you know, do I like rare? Do I like medium rare? Whatever. Mm -hmm. I just want it to glisten. <laughs> that's what I want. A nice glistening steak. The banker closed the bets. The ball shot out. Fell. Red again. Starring Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> Red again? Uh <laughs> <laughs> that should have a question mark at the end of it. <laughs> Dom Philippe did not remove his hands from his face. On his 20 Louis were placed another 20. The game continued in silence. It was an ASMR casino, so not completely oh. silent, but just really whispery and turning some people on. Yeah, turning a lot of us on. No, no, it's no, it's totally 100% PG. It's it's nothing to do with your boner area <laughs> or your cooch zone. Okay, neither of those should be affected, okay? 
Oh, but, you know, but they probably will be. But just don't say it, okay? Just pretend. You know, it just started this weekend, but uh, coincidentally, the cooch zone is also what they call the red zone in the XFL. A third red number doubled the stakes of Dom Philippe, who continued immobile as stone. Not like one of those rolling stones you've heard so much about, but one of those less show-offy ones. You know, just mm. a regular stone living its best life with pride. Okay, I can dig that. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, so pronounced was the rise and fall of his breast that his whole body accompanied the pulsations of his heart. Red. Comma, simply. Eighty Louis were poured upon the eighty in front of the silent player. Red. Dead redemption is kind of boring. You fucker. It's true, it's true. Look in your hearts, people. The gold began to form a heap. Red again. Okay, I'm not sure it needs to be red again, but okay, red. The pile of gold was on a towering level with that enigmatic face which gradually retreated behind those two white hands with their delicately traced blue veins. Red still. That is great luck and much better than red stool. I'm gonna agree and move on. <laughs> that imperturbable face now seemed petrified. Behind the stiff, thin fingers, he seemed to be laughing sardonically at the other players. The immobility and the luck of this singular companion in vice began to attract attention. Hey, honey, that cadaver's winning big. Let's go check it out. Our Jeff Dunham tickets aren't until nine. Okay, but I don't want to miss Shania. <laughs> hey, that's... I'd see Shania, sure. Well, who else will answer the question? Of whose bed your boots have been under. Because I know you've been looking for your boots for a while, Rob. Uh-oh. Should I saw to me? Lost them so many years ago. Uh-oh. Red. You don't have a joke? No. No, it's red. Why would I make a joke about that? It's just a word. Yeah, it's red. I, I gotta be honest. It doesn't impress me much, Rob. <laughs> By this time, the other men and women could not take their eyes from that mysterious individual whose face none of them had recognized yet. So absorbed each had been in his own game. Red. Red. Wine! <laughs> the mountain of gold kept rising. Rising and rising before those two hands that seemed each moment whiter, stiffer, and more firmly planted against the unknown gambler's face. Must not let anyone see me in Reno. My rep will be totally ruined. There's <laughs> good action at the smaller casinos, Rob. Right. You know, sometimes you get a get an ace in the hole there. Hey, you can still find a $10 table. Red. 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 Uh-oh. He said it three times, Alan, and now here comes the ghost of red buttons. <sighs> yes, 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 he never got a dinner. Wow. Wow. Yep. Yep. Wow. Straight from 1964. It's my new material. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> the coins crept under his arms, fell to his lap, through his legs, and rolled across the floor with a ringing sound. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a color here, Rob. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Red. Ooh. Well, that is an odd ringing sound. Okay. Huh. <clears throat> 
Oh boy. The others abandoned their own games to watch this remarkable player, hoping that the two marble hands would be lowered, that the mocking mask would fall, revealing his identity. Well, turns out it was Terry Bradshaw all along. Oh. Why he's gambling with a marshmallow DJ mask on is still a mystery to this day. <laughs> I mm. TV. That, that's, that is the full extent Hold of on. my knowledge. Of let, let me say this again. TV. Uh, <laughs> Red. Oof. Each throw doubled the wealth piled before that death-like figure. In vain, a beautiful sobret at his side leaned against him suggestively. Hi, I'm Plenty. Plenty O'Toole. Mm. Yeah, the double entendre doesn't make much sense, but I'm not a very good Bond girl, so I'll take what I can get. It does seem like maybe not what you'd be looking for in a Bond girl. Yeah. In vain did a group of women form behind his chair, talking loudly and betting at each new lucky throw whether or no he would stake everything again. I mean, is it really staking it if you're, like, in a waking coma with your hands in front of your face and you just don't move your winnings off the red part of the table? I would think legally, after a certain number of times that you don't move your stuff off, they, they have mm -hmm. to ask if you're still alive. It's like the Netflix, are you still there question, you know? It's like, sir, you've been watching Tiger King for quite a while, and I'm not legally sure that I can continue to show this to you. It's true. It's true. Now, when Red was announced by the banker's tremulous voice, a roar of astonishment would rise in the room. Sacre bleu! I mean, sacre red! <laughs> The timpan clamored continuously for attention and order, but the comments redoubled about that mute statue. Ooh, imagine the comments if it was a non-mute statue gambling, Alan. I, I think they'd mostly be asking it to put a towel on. Or perhaps, uh, please stop pissing in a fountain in my front yard. <laughs> yeah, I think they would, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Thank you. Some protested against his impertinent madness, begging... For a black number is deserved punishment. Others applauded him enthusiastically and shouted bravos at each turn of the wheel. Still others calculated the accumulated gold by counting the plays. Still others were robbing the casino while everyone was paying attention to the man they called Marie Antoisette. Marie Antoisette. Yeah, he's just very... Because he's so nervous. What? Because he's nervous in French. Mm. No? no? No, I don't think mm. so. Marie Antoine Sweat? You know, it was one of those things where I never said it out loud. <laughs> it was also one of those things where it seems unrelated to her historical personality or the events that overtook her in the end. Well, they're both French, Alan. How much of a line okay, do they're I both need French. to draw? You, you got it, Rob. You know <laughs> Thank what? You. Thank hey, you. fuck me. They're yeah. both French. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Each time the ball dropped, there rose a chorus of conflicting emotions of approval and disappointment. Ah, like when a DC Universe movie comes out. Finally, the banker, pale and trembling, swayed against the edge of the table and moaned in the despairing voice of a drowning, shipwrecked sailor. Get the fuck out of my way, women and children! Get out! <laughs> 
I, I mean, I guess, I guess at that point you start to reevaluate the fairness of that particular <laughs> practice. I could see yeah. that. Yeah, once the water is about mm, calf height, yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's uh, chivalry goes out the window or the porthole, as it is. The bank has gone to glory. It's true. It never shot first, but it shot first blood. Mm, okay. But not even then did the mysterious player make the slightest gesture, although around him gathered the curious debauchees of both sexes and all nations, forming a noisy, tempestuous wall. Oh, like a party at Phil Spector's house. Yeah. <laughs> wall, I get it. I get it. <clears throat> they shouted at him from all sides in all languages and in all tones. He did not move. They tapped his shoulders. They touched his head. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No one likes getting the tap on the top of the head. That means you're doing something wrong. Right. You should have planned better. <laughs> you can't go in there without no, a plan. You need a plan. Correct. To no avail. They shook his chair. The statue remained motionless. Which is actually normal for a statue. Yeah, sure. Why is everybody bugging this statue anyways? <laughs> I know. Then two men, each taking one of the noble's hands, tore them away from his face, and a third raised his head from where he was sunken on his breast. A cry of horror rose from the onlookers. Ah, Steve Buscemi! They didn't recognize him at first, but <laughs> then when they saw his face, they were terrified. Yes, okay, this makes, this all works out. Dolphins. How do you do, fellow gamblers? <laughs> <laughs> he who had broken the bank and played in silence all night enticed by the women and envied by the men was a frozen corpse with wide staring eyes half open mouth and on his stiffened cheeks two silent tears and running down his pants well you don't want to know let him have some dignity rob <laughs> the three men drew back in terror and the dead gambler fell against the table, burying his face and hands in the gold, as if to defend his gains against the greed of the surviving players, who were already protesting in loud voices against the legitimacy of his possession. Hey, to the non-corpses go the spoils, am I right? You can't take it with you, Rob. <laughs> and by you, I mean the, the dead guy. <laughs> the end. Well, Rob, that um, that hit me pretty late in the in the reading there. Really? Well, I guess I'm just used to casinos that have pit bosses that make sure you're not counting cards or failing to breathe anymore. <laughs> yeah, this was an old casino. This is before they could afford such luxuries as people breathing. Well, what did you think about this story, Rob? Did you think there was a moral to this story about a guy who gambles away everything and then wins it back only after he's dead? You know, Alan, I think it's a moral so obvious, even you pointed it out earlier. It's that you can't take it with you. Unless, of course, you're buried with it just to piss off your miserable family. That'll show them. Yeah. 
you think the pharaohs buried themselves with all that stuff just so they could give it to the gods or something after they went to the afterlife? No, they they didn't want their damn sons and daughters to get it. Oh, hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm an archaeologist. I know. You sound like one, Rob. <laughs> Thank you. You really got all of the terminology nailed down. Yuppers, sure do. Okay. Rob, I would say that the moral is that if you're reading stories by an author who produced most of his novels as pitiless studies of reality, <laughs> you better expect somebody's going to die at the end of it. Good lesson for everyone to uh, to learn from. All right. Well, I think we had a good time spinning that Painted pony and Ride um, painted pony, let the wheel big wheel keep on turning. And um, Camp Town races. Rolling. Roll on, you crazy diamond. <laughs> Roll tide. Absolutely. That's the Nebraska mascot I was trying to think of earlier. Join us when we come back next time and tune in to another exciting interrupted you know alan uh, i mm. think i was a little hard on the french tonight mm, sure france is a lovely country with a deep and rich history that's often completely ignored by ignorant americans totally yeah yeah but gerard Depardieu, though that guy's an asshole Tales.